1: If they hadn't kind of kicked me out of the nest and given me three months severance pay, I don't know that I'd be as brave as some people that just decide to quit their day job and and go for it. And so it was hard, but it was a blessing in disguise.
0: Miranda has a full-service photography studio, and when I say full-service, I'm talking about how she includes creating everything from videos to websites for her clients. Miranda focuses on two different genres of photography, which are personal branding and commercial, and then also family portraits. Miranda was laid off from her job 15 years ago, and she took that opportunity to dive right into starting a business. Since then, she has really made the most of it. Okay, let's get started with Miranda Hayek. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm doing
1: great, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Uh, where do you live? I live in Long Beach, California. Oh, nice. Were you born and raised there? Sort of. I'm, I'm a Southland girl. I was born and raised in San Diego, California, and uh, came up here for college and I guess never left.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool. <laughs> So as far as photography goes, I think I heard you say during your message that you have been a photographer for 15 years.
1: Yeah. So I started my business during the last recession. Okay. So um, like 2008-ish. Yeah. Into 2007, 2008, you know, with the thick of it, I got laid off from my previous career and I'd already been doing photography as part of that career. And so I got three months severance pay and I thought, well, you know, if, if we can supplement and make it work. And here we are 15 years later.
0: Oh, very cool. That's nice. I mean, I'm sure getting laid off is always like, ugh. But then to get three months severance and, you know, to be able to make something really cool out of it, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I now see it as a blessing for sure, but there's this, you know, gut wrenching effect that happens when people get laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, if they're into something they really enjoy or that they studied for and whatnot. But now looking back, I mean, I see people all the time that, you know, I work with them as coaching clients or whether we're just chatting up, you know, in a conference or I meet someone and and they're going through that now with this recession. And now I realize that it's the best thing because if they hadn't kind of kicked me out of the nest and given me three months severance pay, I don't know that I'd be as brave as some people that just decide to quit their day job and and go for it. And so it was hard, but it was a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm.
0: You're not the first person to say that. Like, Gosh, it's like like you said, losing a job or when something... Really difficult happens, or whatever. Sometimes you can't see it at the moment or in the moment, but then looking back, it's like, okay, this is actually a good thing. So,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, how did you then, you know, you had three months difference pay? Like, did you spend that three months learning how to run a business, or did you already know how to run a business? Were you already a
1: photographer? Well, my old job. My background's in kinesiology. I have a degree in kinesiology and in marketing. And so I was running and developing programming for people with multiple sclerosis, limited mobility. So we are obviously a nonprofit looking to support those programs. And we discovered that if we attached a photograph to our grant proposals, we would get funding. And so Uh I, by default, was doing a lot of editorial storytelling type of photography to try to communicate the services and the people that it impacted. And I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. And then I want to say maybe even eight years into my career, I realized that I actually had been doing that most of my life. If you go to my website and look at my about video on the fine art side, you'll see a snippet of video, which is kind of ironic now that video is so big and I'm doing video stuff because... I took that video and I was like 10 years old. And my mom says, oh, yeah, you were that kid that would go on field trips with school and you'd get left behind because the teacher would say like, students, what's going on in this picture? What's going on you know, in the museum? And you would stay there and you would look at it and you examine. You always were drawn to like timeline <laughs> awesome. magazines and things. And I said, you know, I just never realized, you know, I, I hear people say, oh, yeah, I've always loved photography. But I never thought of myself to go to school for photography or that I love photography or that I could even take a picture it was Mm -hmm. especially back then you know people didn't have cameras on their phones and in their pockets and so I can't say that I'm one of those people that oh yeah I've always loved photography but I think I love the aspect of stories like even with vintage furniture pieces and things I always want to know the story behind things and so of course nothing tells a story like an image or something visual and so um I think that piece of it was really easy during that transition because I was already in love with the story. And because I'd been doing it, you know, I quote unquote say safely in the comfort of a full time paying job, it just evolved easily for me. So at the time I got laid off, I was pregnant with twins as a surrogate. I had two children under wow. the age of four. Um, I came home to a for sale sign on my house for a nasty divorce. And then the world was, you know, imploding because of the economy. And so I didn't have a chance to stop and think, hmm, is this something I want to do? Oh is my gosh, like it? wow. It yeah. was just kind of the sink or swim. And so I think, it's, at least for me, I do better just being thrown in the deep end and figuring it out. And so my family, they're merchants. And so I, I think I just kind of figured, okay, we're going to try this. and if I, And the measuring stick was... If I can pay my mortgage for a year, I tell people, I put that fleece out. If I can if I can pay the mortgage for a year, supplementing from the three months pay photography, then we'll see what we'll do. And I joke now because I, say, I haven't really looked back. It's been 15 years. <laughs> and I, I guess I never went back to assess, is this something we're doing? Because we're doing it. So I think everyone's circumstances is different. But you do, most of us, you know, reach a fork in the road where we're like, what's happening here? And I think we're seeing that now again, you know, for people. And I'm fortunate because I have that experience that I survived, you know, the, the old age of if what doesn't kill you, you know, will make you stronger because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we're seeing now is that during this period and this recession, people are faced with very much that and they, they haven't gone through it yet. And I've already had one recession behind me. So I think that is what I try to impart in others is that you will get through this one way or another you you know I often tell people it won't be like this forever I promise and so just knowing that gave me kind of another set of glasses to look through mm-hmm. now
0: well, okay, let's talk a little bit about your business because I know it's been fifteen years so you've you've had a lot of time to kind of do a bunch of things and decide what works for you and what doesn't work for you and and you know create it into what it is today. Will you kind of give a brief overview of what your business looks like now?
1: Well, now again, we're we're going through another major shift, but in terms of, you know, in general what what it's been more solidly in the last whatever 10 years or whatever is um we have a fine art side of our business, and I say our business because I really believe in the team philosophy. And at the beginning, even if you have to tell yourself you have mice in your pockets, it's we, right? <laughs> like, and I looked at the labs and the people that might second shoot with me when I did weddings, and th- as an extension of my business. But I do actually have support now, and um, I have a fine art side of my business that specializes, obviously, in print product and you know serving families, and and I I call it personal legacy. And then I have a corporate side of my business and that specializes in professional legacy. And it's those services that, you know, start with a headshot and end up with a full rebrand and website. So I've separated them a bit, but the, the back end is very, very much the same in some ways. And, you know, that's kind of the assessment I make depending on how people are, re- are what they're asking for in that first initial 15 seconds of a conversation, I know which direction we're going with their services at that point.
0: Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Now, something that really appealed to me as, as far as interviewing you was that you do have this kind of full service studio. So, I mean, I know you have the kind of portrait side of it, which is more of families. And what else do you do in that side? Mostly families?
1: Yeah, so you know, in in my earlier years, you know, we were told, you know, special do it all, and then it was specialized. I mean, even the way we treat our websites and Google, you know, it was, you know, do it all, have you know a million websites, and then it was like, no, have one website, put it all in one, and no, you shouldn't do all things; you should do one thing. (laughs) So you (laughs) get all these messages, right? So all the Uh, backlinks and all this other stuff. So, um, which I won't bore you with. (laughs) I'm sure you're very aware of. Yeah, so I approach my business, the way my business serves people is through an editorial approach. And so if it's the fine arts side of things, you know, it's not that I specialize in maternity or families or anything like that. It's more about the subject. I personally love a single subject, and my favorite subject is either six months. Or sixty years of age. <laughs> like somewhere, <laughs> you know, like I like the adult and I also like the six month baby. But I, I tell people like I could really tell the story of just about anything, you know, it, it's it's a, it's it's an editorial approach of that individual or family or whatnot. And so that's how I promote my fine art business as an editorial portrait, if you will. And it can be of a family or a single subject. And then on the fine art side of things, it, it starts the kind of the the carrot or the foundation piece for me is the business portrait. And so of course, you know, for me, the the love of, of Sue's practice, the portrait masters is brilliant. You know, the fact that she calls it portrait masters, because I think that's kind of where it all stems. You know, someone's going to either call you and they want a picture of their baby or themselves as a couple or whatever, or they're going to call you because they need a portrait to, to work from, you know, a headshot or something. And so the portrait is kind of the foundation as well for my business. And I just approach it from an editorial perspective. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're saying that you take an editorial perspective, not only for like newborns, whatever, but also for your commercials. You're blending your one style across all genres. Yes. Yeah. Great. Okay. Now when it comes to full service, I, I, I kind of want to break that down, because I know that you include video, so mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. and you include, at least on the commercial side, you include web design. Yes. like Can you kind of go through, start with the commercial piece, and what are the different services that you offer to each,
1: to each client? So the most popular, obviously, especially now in this time era where everybody's re- rebranding themselves or shifting or pivoting or whatever, it starts with the headshot. I call that my carrot service. So I'm very careful in how I approach my marketing and my portfolio because generally people don't know what they need until they need it. And my marketing background, and that's what I went to school from, is that you're looking at solving a problem and providing a service that people know they need and then complementing it with services or products they don't really know that they need yet or may not even be aware of options. So for me, the business portrait is a headshot. You know, they call and they want to know their boss asked them for a headshot or they're starting something new. And so that's the first thing and we start the conversation with that client regarding that. And then my my lead up question for them is great, you know, where is this going? Is this going on a, a an existing website? Is this something that you're doing on your own? Is this going on a product? What are we doing with that? And so they'll say, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna put that on my website, or I need it for social media, or sometimes I'm I'm dating, (laughs) I'm dating, or something like that. I need a headshot, or I'm acting, or whatever it is." And so then that helps me say, "Great, you know, when you get to that point, let me know if you need help because we offer, you know, website curation or logos or you know, coaching to help you." figure out the the content that goes on that website. And so that starts the dialogue. And depending on the business, I'll even say, one of the things that might be really good for you, if specifically if you're in a business that has to explain what it is you do or what you offer to the community, is a video. A video might be a really good way to, to stand out among your competition. So not only does video, I believe, help you stand out as a service provider, but it also helps you stand out in other industries. You know, and like as a photographer, it helps you stand out to offer it, but the people that are receiving the service of video are going to stand out in their industry. So then they, they go, oh, I really hadn't thought about that. And and so it gets kind of the wheels going. And so in, in my commercial side of my business, I offer, my menu has a la carte items and it also has big bundles and things. And so people are going to land in one or the other. And so for small business, that might have a limited budget or on their own, they will look at a service at a time and they become kind of long-term clients that keep coming back for servicing. Or if they're in a place where they're like, just do it for me, they'll go for the full enchilada and they'll just have us completely rebrand, do the website, do the branding images, do the headshots, do staffing images, whatever it is they need, through the video, all in one. And it's just really beautiful to be able to take someone that there were just like lost deer caught in the headlights. Regarding those things, to walk out just fully, like at peace, and knowing that they're excited about their brand and and you know hit, hitting the ground running with whatever it is they do for a living. So definitely, that's kind of how it happens for me, anyway.
0: Yeah, I I like this. Now, are you willing to share a little bit, like about what? Say, I want the full. The full shebang. Like I want the website, I want the images, I want the
1: film. What is
0: someone spending?
1: Somewhere in the ballpark, and I actually don't even think it's that much. Like you know, if I'm looking at the industry of like websites and rebranding. Um, even though we've priced it high, um, it's I did not think in the world of that it's not even that bad. It's somewhere between six and eight thousand. Oh
0: yeah, that's not bad at all.
1: It's not bad at all. And if they break that down, like I'll I'll help people get on their right foot. And we could probably do something for them around the two to $3,000 mark. If they decide to go via the coaching route where like some people like to be really kind of DUI in it, or they've already like started down that wormhole of creating their own website or whatever. And they just need that extra little support to get it to be polished and have more of a refined look. Then it's kind of like going to the mall, right? You might not buy the most expensive dress, but maybe you buy the most expensive handbag and, so that, and shoes. And so now it. You look really polished, but you didn't spend for the most expensive dress and shoes and handbag. And so I do that with clients that might be on a really tight budget. I say, okay, the priority is what? And so let's look at that and let's spend big on that area. And then the rest will kind of figure out maybe you do part of it and I do part of it for you. And at the end, it looks really darn good, but you didn't have to spend the $8,000 to have me do everything for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it really is very, very appealing to have that option, just to have a, like a one-stop shop, especially for someone who's just starting out or like you said, who wants a rebrand. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Now, as far as the f- films go, can you talk a little bit more about that? Whether you, Well, let's start. We'll start with the commercial side and then we can hop over to the fine art kind of portrait side. What does the film entail?
1: So I started doing video incognito by default, mainly because I had been blessed to be able to purchase a really awesome camera, you know, like 10, 12 years ago or whatever. It was a, whenever the 1DX first came out. And people kept coming up saying, oh, that must do great video. And I felt so guilty because people were saying, yeah, they're, they're shooting like real movies on this camera. And I was walking around with this great piece of equipment and I didn't have an interest. I'm not a videographer, but I knew that it could do that. And so what I started doing is just kind of turning on the video feature every once in a while. And I started to get little snippets that I thought, okay, these are great because I was already doing slideshows. So if I could throw, and this was Animoto first, you know, was big. So if I can throw in some little snippets of video into my slideshow presentation, it, it, it even makes it even stronger. And so I started adding snippets of video into my reveal process. And that's how video started for me. Or at least I thought. If you, like again, if you go to my about video, apparently I was taking video when I was 10, but I didn't know that. So, or I didn't remember that. But that's how I started incorporating video into my quote-unquote reveal sales presentation. And then, of course, as you can imagine, people say, well, what about the video? Like, can I buy the video? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, okay. The marketing business side of me said, okay, if I want people to jump into a bigger collection, then I'll add the video to those collections only. That's only available in those collections. So people were jumping into those collections because they wanted the video. And then I had at some point return clients that were aware of the video. And then they were like, I really want to work on the video. I want I wanna, you know, this or that in the video. And so they were buying more a la carte because they were adding products from the year before. And so I had to take it out of the collection and say, okay, what would I price it at if it was a la carte? And so that evolution, like I said, every year for my birthday in January, give myself a raise, those were decisions that we made every year, like how many videos did we sell? How like popular was it? And what we found is that, you know, nine out of ten, if not more very rarely would people want to leave the video behind. And so I was like, I really need to look at this. And so then now people were starting to come, can we just hire you to do the video? And so then those conversations just kind of evolved and pushed me as a business owner, as an artist to reevaluate how it got incorporated, how it got priced, how could people access it? What did it look like? And then of course we had the explosion of social media and Google owning YouTube. And people needing video in all sorts of different ways, you know, in highlights and reels and commercially. And and so it wasn't that I was this brainiac that was so ahead of the game and thinking, oh, we're gonna do this and that and help shape the future with video. No, it was that it was just becoming more and more apparent that it it was coming and whether we liked it or not, we needed to get, you know, a good understanding of how people's needs around video happened and what could we do to provide those, you know, serve those needs. And so for me, it just kind of pushed me to go in that direction and it, people loved it. And so it went from doing it kind of secretly as I was doing hybrid and I got really good at switching from stills to video to now being more intentful of, well, we're shooting a video session today or we're shooting this for the video and that, and oh, and now we're doing voiceover with video. And so it evolved for me that way and then it, the pricing with it and the demand also grew from that point forward
0: that's really great I love how the progression of that happened and because you're right it is such a great way to upsell to a, a bigger package it's it's interesting and I encourage people to consider adding film one it's it's a way to separate yourself from other photographers and what other people offer you know it gives that extra little push if someone's trying to decide which photographer to book if they do need that video so yeah I I, I definitely encourage people to do it It really is a
1: great way to elevate your services. Absolutely. And and again, even if you don't offer it for your client, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of I call myself nocturnal because I'm on New Zealand time, but you know, for for people that are making decisions around, you know, a headshot or family portrait or whatever, think about the mom that just came home or the parents that just came home with the baby and it's two AM. And so they're sifting, you know, they're Googling. Everybody just enters, especially on their phone. Like people build websites and they do all kinds of stuff for their work, for their business, but they're not taking into account that most people are, they're just sitting in their living room or in their bed, Googling, scrolling through a phone. And so if they're looking at three or four photographers and they don't get an essence of you, especially this younger generation, probably from the millennials on, you know, like they are big on who does this work what does the company stand company stand for are their values matched with my values and so for me by the time someone calls me in fact some people will be like i feel kind of weird telling you this but i think i've stalked you you know because they they <laughs> want to know who you are they want to know what you're about they want to see the products and so what better way to do that visually than with video or or storytelling with with images that are in a slideshow or something because by the time they call that person first of all, that's the moment they're making that decision. And second of all, if they know nothing about the artist or the, the company, you, you're going to already get pushed down the totem pole because they don't feel vested in it. And so I I tell people, by the time someone calls me, not to sound cocky in any way, but by the time they call me, especially younger generations that don't like to call anyone, they want to like purchase everything online instantly. By the time they call me, they already know they want to work with me. And so the only two questions in their mind is, am I available, you know, and can I afford her? Those are the two mm-hmm. questions. And so it's a very, very warm lead. And if, if they can't afford the services, I try to find something they can't afford. Or if I can't do that product or it's not a product, you know, that I would like to take on, you know, I have beautiful colleagues in my city that I refer them to and they're still very well taken care of with what they're looking for. And so they're still happy customers, even if they don't end up me and my customers, cause I hook them up with somebody that I know will take really good care of them. And so I feel like to not tell your own business story or to not, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, three paragraphs of I walked down the beach with my five kids and I like lattes. No, I'm talking about them really getting a sense of what's a session going to be like, who are you as a person? Like, what do you stand for? You know, those kinds of things it's going to be hands down they're going to already know they want to work with you and so you know that's how it you stand out it's not oh i offer video so they're going to book me because they want to have a video made i mean they don't even know they want a video that a video exists they really they're looking to book you they're booking you they're booking the service because of you and so that's where i think it starts is really being able to use the technology that we're given that you know hands we're getting access to in a way that levels you up, you know, in that fashion. And then of course, if you want to offer it and stand up heart in that sense, then of course that's great too. But, but really it starts with them even just booking you period.
0: Yeah. I know I say this all the time, but so much of it is people are going to book who they know, like, and trust. And if you're not showing your face and if you, you know, people don't have a good idea about who you are, not only just as a person, but also the services that you're providing, if you're not showing that, they're, they're just not going to book you. They're going to scroll right on by. And video is a really great way, too, to show the type of services that you
1: offer. So,
0: like, it's really clear on your on your website what you do and, and what you offer. So it's great.
1: Yeah, and, and I encourage people to look at it not so much as, like, you know, and I love knowing about people, obviously. I'm a storyteller and I, I love hearing about their kids and their dogs and their vacations and their houses and their whatever. I love all that. It's not that I'm not interested in that, but as a service provider, when you share bits of you, you know, people want to relate. They want to know that you're, people are looking to connect with people that, that get them, that are kind of like them, whatnot. But more importantly, it's, I always tell people, it's, what are you going to do for them? Mm -hmm. so what's in it for you i mean we're all you know egocentric to some degree it's like when you're shopping for a service provider what do they offer but it's coming from the for me right and then once i know that okay you do offer that service now i want to know more about you and who you are as a person and so it's got to be when you're on your about page and first of all if you don't have a picture of yourself as a photographer and i always think it's funny because you know Particularly women, it's still in this day and age to find women, and more this gener- younger generation does selfies. But, but to find a professional photo of a woman that's not attached to a kid or a spouse or a dog, it's it's hilarious. I'm like, you know, you're a photographer, and I saw this like when I go to conferences and stuff. It's like, you know, it's a cutout. For, I'm like, come on, you don't know another photographer that can take a picture. You know, please get a picture of yourself, of course, but when you are talking about who you are as a business, that it's from the perspective of what it's doing for the other person. I am a photographer that XYZ, because you're you're feeling that niche, you know, you're feeling that that service need that they have, or they may not even know that they have. And so it's great to talk about, you know, I'm born and raised here and I have kids and blah, blah, blah. Those things are great. But like, what does that mean in translation to what you're providing? And then, you know, obviously the layers of developing that rapport and relationship with the client, they'll know more about you and other aspects, your favorite drink or your, where you came from or whatever. But, you know, looking at it as who am I in relation to that service I'm going to be providing and mm-hmm. not from a salesy perspective. Cause then people swing the pendulum the other way and it, they're selling throughout their whole yeah, website. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about when I mean the selling perspective, right they're, like everything they're talking about is like, we're the top, we do this, we are do that, you know, award winning, like, okay, those things are great, but like, that's still not talking about what it's going to do for them. So people that do this well, and one of the exercises I recommend people do if they're not sure what I'm talking about here, is the one-liner by Donald Miller. So if you Google in YouTube, the one-liner, Donald Miller, I love following his stuff because he really hits the nail on the head and he simplifies it in a way that talks about like, it's basically three sentences And I encourage everyone to do this exercise. It's three sentences that become a one-liner and it's a little bit, it's an elevated elevator elevator spiel. Because I don't like to call it an elevator spiel because that's more of like a tagline or it's more of like a title. This isn't so much a title; it's a answering what it is that you do for who and why. And so on your about page, you know, to have a little video that says that. Oh my gosh, you just completely like blown away the competition in your city, and not that it's competition, but you clarified your messaging in your city so that you can get more of the clients that really, truly are a good fit for you. Yeah.
0: And also, there is a video on the portrait system in the marketing section. That's right. For the about video as well. So there's that resource, too, if people are like, and I think sometimes we forget about our about page. Like, I'm like, I need to go back and look at what mine even says right now. Like, is it up to date? Is it like, I think we we make our website and we just forget about it. (laughs) Like... If you've already Amen. done yours and it's been a couple of years, go back and reread it and make sure it's, you know.
1: Well, I'm 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 feeling a little bit like the hairdresser with the worst hair lately. I mean, when I went to WPPI this year, I was like, oh God, I really need to like update my website and my videos. And like, it just became this frenzy. I mean, I'm just like everyone else. I'm like, you know, I'm so busy working on other people's things. What's the last time you printed a picture of your own family or you did, you know? So yeah, along with, for me, it's January because that's my birthday you know, and things have been different in the last three years because I, I haven't had my office manager that helps me with this, but you know, go back and cause you also may be changing the direction you're going with your business. So to kind of relook at it and, and also to have somebody else look at it. I, I suck at doing my own stuff, but I'm really good at doing it for other people. So even if it means having, you know, someone else with non-emotional eyes, you know, not your spouse, not your friend, not your mom, cause your mom thinks, you know, you're amazing no matter what you do somebody else that can just give it to you straight and narrow and help you with that presentation of your business or yourself and reevaluate it. You know, it doesn't have to be every year, but it could be every five years or three years or whatever. It it really is helpful input and get some tough skin around it. Like I do the portfolio reviews every year at WPPI and I'd say, give it to me. Just let me have it. Like, don't be nice. Just tell me how I suck. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I do Two Photo Tuesday in my Facebook group because I think it's so important to get feedback. And I get feedback as well from my peers. You know, There
1: you go. It's just, it's important. It's how we grow. So yeah, that's awesome. I see that online. I'm sure like with you, I'm part of a lot of photography groups on Facebook and people go on there and they post their lovely pictures and they want everyone to tell them how beautiful it is. And we all love hearing that, of course. And they'll say, I'd love some feedback. And then you give them feedback and they're like, well, I'm already at a pretty man. Like, well, I am already doing that or no, that's, that's not at all what I, you know, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you really wanted, you know, to grow. I mean, you don't have to take my opinion. It's just my opinion, you know, it's whatever, it's your business, do whatever you want. But you ask people for your input, you, you got to be open, even if you don't like it, you know, like just, just consider it you don't have to change it, but just consider it. And so and be thankful that they took the time to type a little paragraph for you to help you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, this has been great. I hope this, is, is this encourages people to kind of add more services, you know, whether it's web services or video or whatever, to, you know, to their offerings because it, it does. It, it can set you apart. It can make you more money. And yeah, it's going to keep the client coming back to you too when you offer all those different services. So
1: The thing that really impacted my business for a million percent better was when I started to show my work in person. And it doesn't mean you need to sell products or prints or any of that. You can have a full digital model. But number one, why would you want to miss out on that incredible reveal process where, to me, it's a celebration and you're getting to actually sit with your client and you don't have a camera in front of your face and you get to serve them in a way that's that's different than just sending them a link and waiting and hearing the crickets, right? Like showing your work in person not only will strengthen the rapport between your client, but will help you determine what do those complimentary services look like? What do they need from you and how can you fully serve them? You'll get to build a stronger and more longer lasting rapport with those clients and you'll see more return services from them. And it'll help you with the feedback of knowing what things are they missing? Are they struggling with choosing the images? Are they struggling with what to do with them? Which one goes on the holiday card? Which one goes on the wall? which one goes on their business website. And so to miss out on that one piece of the process will really make things harder. In my opinion, I I just had a client that said that the last person that did their headshots for their company, sent them a link of proofs, and then it was up to them to choose their favorites, send back their favorites, and then they would edit those ones that they chose and then send it back to them. And I said, that's not my process. So, you know, you know, this is how I do it. When we first started talking and she goes, I'm a hundred percent sold. I showed up, I had three images of each of the staff members. They were all fully edited. And she was like, this was so easy. Like they'd have each person come in, in five seconds, they chose their favorite of the three and they were out the door. She was like, that took what, 20 minutes and we were done and they're all done and edited. And I can just, yep, they're done. You're good. And everybody was happy. And she's like, I'm sold. This was so much better. And then from the family side perspective, like to sit there with a mom or a parent or whatever that's just bawling of love for those, those images and that you can talk about, you know, what needs they might have around that image, that will completely transform your business model. If you're not showing your work in person, you are really missing out and you're leaving money on the table, frankly. And it's not just about the money, but you are leaving money on the table. So that one thing alone change. And that's also what pushed me into video because it was about the reveal, right? The slideshow. So if I can encourage anyone out there that might listen to this, please, please, please show your work in person. And if you say to me that you don't have time to do that, I can tell you for your 15 or 20 clients that you're working with, I'm doing one for the same amount of money. So you do have the time. So if you can cut your workload in half and make the same amount of money, you do have the time to to show your work in person. So that's my little soapbox. That's that's my little two cents. But anyway, I I really I know you we've been chatting for a while. I could talk to you forever.
0: (laughs) I know. Like there's always so much to talk about in business and about being creative and life and yeah. But that that being said, we are running out of time. (laughs) But I do have I do have four more questions for you that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo
1: shoot? I would say the one thing that I absolutely just can't be without is a good comfy pair of shoes. Yeah, that's (laughs)
0: important. Yeah, I've gone
1: through so much with my body as a photographer over the last 15 years, but a good pair of comfy pair of shoes and my very simple Canon backpack that, you know, I recently just replaced with the same model And if I have that, if I like, if I'm comfortable, and I have just those little bits of, I'm very like minimalist in terms of my gear. Um, Even when I did weddings, it's just what was on my back. If I have that, then I can focus my attention on the client. I can laugh with them. I can, and of course, recently I had to replace my my camera strap, and that really helped. Um, And if you're thinking about getting into video, the hand grip that I use for my camera really, it's it's saved me. And I have a very very heavy camera. I know a lot of people are going into mirrorless for that reason, but I'm kind of old school. I like the Jeep over the luxury vehicle. So I have this strap that I use on my um, camera body and it, and it really makes a difference for me. And now I can't seem to, to work without it. But um, really, it's, it's just being comfortable and being able to focus that attention on the client. And if I've done due diligence, every session can be a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working?
1: My, my spouse would say that I'm always working because, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm notorious for being in the shower and saying, oh, what if we did this? You know, I'm always working. But I love tinkering in the garden and um, I kind of am a junkie for like a good story on TV or something. So I, my spouse and I have our little like, let's go out on an adventure and driving. And, you know, of course, a lot has changed during pandemic, but like our little guilty like pleasures are like taking drives and getting something that we share in the car and just kind of sit someplace nice or watching a show on on TV that we binge through. And so there's things, I don't know if that's just, I'm getting older, but you know, we, we love to travel and people watch and, watch shows on TV and things. So I'm pretty boring. <laughs> I'm pretty, that sounds lovely to I'm me. I'm pretty boring <laughs> when it comes to things like that. I just, you know, I love, I, I can't seem to kill a succulent. So I like when I, I'm not really a gardener, but that's what I'll do is I'll have succulents everywhere and I'll, we'll get hooked on a show together. And I just like spending time with my spouse. And in the next four months, we're going to be empty nesters. And we are just so excited at the idea of sitting on the couch with a quiet, like a cup of tea. I'm a big tea fanatic. And just binging on something is like that's that's all I need in life. I just need a little nature, my spouse by my side, and a cup of tea, and I'm good to go. Sounds good. All right. Number three is
0: what is your favorite inspirational quote?
1: I don't know that I have so much a quote, but something that someone said to me, and this was during that time that I described earlier of like major change slash trauma for me was somebody, and this was in a in office kitchen. And she looked at me straight in the eye and she said, I promise you, it will not be like this forever. Oh, yeah. And that just I really that. hit me to the core. And now I see it as both for good things and for things that are not so good. So if you're going through a really difficult time right now, personally or professionally, is that I promise you, it will not be like this forever. You will get through it one way or another, and it will look completely different. Usually, at the year mark, it'll look different. And if you're going through a really great time right now, like you just had a baby, you love your kids, or you just got promoted at work, or whatever's going on, and it's a happy time for you, it won't be like this forever. So, you need to stop for a minute and just try to soak it in, breathe in that baby smell. Don't worry about you know competing or having best all of the follows on Facebook or whatever, Instagram, whatever. Just take it in for a second and celebrate the win because it won't be like this forever. Hopefully, you have other wins, but you know, life is a roller coaster, so it won't be like this forever has like resonated with me my whole journey from that point forward.
0: Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> I love it. All right, number four is, what would you tell people who are just starting out?
1: I would say try to resist the temptation to do things or buy things that everybody else is doing or has. Resist the temptation to, you know, if I don't do this, you know, I'm going to be left behind. Or if I don't have this, I need this because everybody that does this has this. Like, resist the temptation to do that it's okay to be the odd duck. It's okay to not do it the same. It's Mm -hmm. okay to do it your way. It's okay to like, I mean, I'm in year 15 and I still don't own one of those beautiful canvas backdrops that, you know. I don't either. I don't. I just, you know, (laughs) shower curtain, whatever, you know, it's, it's, I still don't. And so it's okay. That doesn't make me any less of a photographer. It doesn't make me any better of a photographer. You know, it's just, it's okay. So just whatever it is you have. If you, it's like, do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. If you do love you.
0: canvases, oh, I've seen some amazing right. portraits on canvases. If you don't, them. that's okay too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, if, if your whole career is built on an iPhone, it doesn't make you less of a photographer. You know, it's just like, or whatever, do it your way. That's really like what has been the secret sauce for me on how I approached video, how I approached, you know, changing cameras or gears or whatever. Like, it's just... I'm stubborn that way. Like people are like, oh, mirrorless, you got to go into mirrorless. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting everything at a fraction of the cost because all you fools are jumping to mirrorless. And I say fools, you know, jokingly, but you know, like, by the time that my camera becomes obsolete, that's another 10 years from now or five years from now, and I'm going to need a new camera by then anyway. So, you know, I just, I'm stubborn. I'm like, this is how I like to do it. This is how I call. This is how I print. This is how, this is how I do it. And if people do it differently, that's okay. So just let that be your little mantra. It's okay to do it completely different. It's okay. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
0: All right. And where can people find you online, Miranda.
1: Um, I'm at blossom blue studios on Instagram or blossom blue photography pretty much uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well I've crazy I have three Instagram accounts so if you google Miranda Hayek or my name will pop up that way or blossom blue photography it'll it'll come up somewhere online so I love hearing from folks I, I love serving folks so if if I can help in your journey I'm I love the Sue Bryce community. It brought me my best friend, who I now call my sister. I have a, we have a sister company, and it's almost the mirror company of, of my company now. And and I met Julie, my my BFF, uh, through Sue Bryce community. And, um, I love paying it forward and so many people have sewn into me. So if you have a question or a need, or I can encourage you in any way, please do not be shy about sending me a message. If you do Instagram, it might be a while, but, (laughs) but do send me a (laughs) message because I'm not big on social media, but, but do send me a message and I'd be happy to share my pricing menu, my process, like whatever you want or need. I'm an open book. So, um, that's great, Miranda. Out, Thank folks. you. I appreciate of that. Of course, of course. That's I love awesome. our community. I adore Sue. And Sue really rocked my world with that eight by ten. I mean, I was I was <laughs> doing reveals already and I was doing a lot of what she um, has shared with us. She does. But when I bumped up from a four by six, five by seven reveal to an eight by ten reveal, she rocked my world and that really elevated my business to a whole nother level. So I will forever be grateful and I will continue to follow her and the community and and I appreciate you, Nikki, and, and all you do as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I know Sue does too. So
0: mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? Lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.